scripture lesson for this morning comes from the 13th chapter of Matthew's Gospel. Uh, this is a series of teachings of Jesus where he is teaching not only his uh, disciples, but also those who are coming out to hear him in parables. Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. And then there's a little break. Some other things happen. Jesus and his disciples are uh, talking to each other, and the disciples say, we don't understand those parables. So Jesus says, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of, of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while, and when trouble or persecution arise on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke out the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, and another sixty, and in another thirty. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. A sower went out to sow. That's kind of a confusing statement for us. We don't live in an agricultural society, and we might think it's a sower, S-E-W-E-R, went out to S-E-W, uh, as opposed to a sower, S-O-W, went out to sow, S-O-W. Um, we don't plant things that way anymore. Um, it's kind of interesting. I'm preaching on this after you've done a week of vacation Bible school about the earth and all those kinds of things. Uh, this is just not the way we live, the, the way we understand agriculture, uh, the way we do, do whatever. But it's a parable that we need to understand. We need to take a look at 
and figure out what it really means for us. So the sower goes out to sow seeds. And what do we make of someone who goes out and just throws seeds everywhere indiscriminately, even in such unlikely, unproductive places? Quite apart from the best agricultural practices, what sort of worldview is suggested by someone who throws seed on well-worn paths where birds can eat them up and on rocky ground where it's unlikely that they will grow or among thorns that will choke the plants out. We scratch our heads and wonder at such a foolish waste of seed and other precious resources on the part of this sower. The logical place to sow seed, of course, is on good soil. And we readily take that message to heart. Even if we are not farmers or gardeners, the lesson here is easily applied to our situation. If you ever set about to plant a new church, plant it in a carefully scrutinized, sure-to-grow neighborhood. If you ever decide to develop a new missionary opportunity, choose one where the odds are good and the possibilities are promising. Be strategic about location. Like any self-respecting gas station or grocery store or hamburger chain. And maximize your effort toward the arena of greatest results. Find the good soil and throw seed on it. It's just good business. It seems obvious that the sower in this text is anything but a good business person. He seems willing to just fling that seed anywhere. But you see, Jesus encourages that. Jesus actually tells the crowd that sowing the seeds in this sort of anywhere and everywhere method, sowing the seeds of the kingdom, results in abject failure three out of four times. Now make note of that statistic, my friends. 75% of the time, the work we do related to the divine reign will yield not a little, not something, but basically a big zero. Imagine that statistic on a college recruitment poster or an annual financial report. Woo! Come join us and fail. Often, repeatedly, spectacularly, totally. Well, almost totally. See your efforts result in nothing. <laughs> Most of us are not able to settle for failure. Matter of fact, it's very interesting that uh, a few years ago, uh, there was an article in the New York Times about <coughs> colleges offering failure on their syllabus course lists. Uh, programs being put in place to help students used to achievement and recognition cope with basic setbacks. Lots of colleges, prestigious schools, Smith, Cornell, 
University of Texas, are helping failure-deprived students manage the fallout from their first experience as a failure. One of the leaders of this program at Smith was quoted as saying, we're not talking about flunking out of pre-med or getting kicked out of college. We're talking about students showing up in, a residential, in residential life offices distraught and inconsolable when they score less than an A-. minus. It's true. Most of us do, have not really learned how to fail. That's what makes this parable so difficult. <clears throat> Jesus bluntly says, failure is going to happen. Hey, expect it. Jesus doesn't say, add fertilizer to the bad soil. He does not say we should choose the soil in which to cast seeds wisely. He simply tells us, the world is full of soil that is inhospitable even hostile to the seeds of God's word. More often than not, three-quarters of the time, in fact, the world will reject the rule of God. Keep this in mind as you go about your planning so as not to be discouraged or to lose focus. Don't worry about the soil. Further, there's really no need to worry about the seed either. Scarcity doesn't appear to be an issue given that the sower throws it around with abandon. There is no suggestion that the lack of growth is due to faulty seed. No careful planning is required. Being anxious about what to plant, how to plant, and where to plant is unnecessary. Thank goodness, because I don't know anything about gardening. This sower is not so cautious as, and strategic as to throw the seed only in those places where the chances for growth are best. No, this sower is a high-risk sower, relentless in indiscriminately throwing seed on all soil, as if it were all potentially good soil. On the rocks, amid the thorns, on the well-worn path, maybe even the bombed-out terrain of warfare. Which leaves us to wonder if there is any place or circumstance in which God's seed cannot sprout and take root. It seems that we can throw seed just anywhere, suggesting that anywhere is, in the final analysis, the arena of God's care and redemptive activity. This sower throws seed not only on good soil, but amid the rocky, barren, broken places to remind us that God's vision for the world is itself often apprehended in strange and broken places. We are to emulate this sower in the parable. Our focus should be on the throwing of seed, the shearing of the word, preaching, teaching, doing the gospel. The results of our sowing are not our concern. Let me say that again. The results of our sowing are not our concern. Our success or our failure is not ours at all. 
This kingdom work has nothing to do with achievement and everything to do with passionate participation. Imagine that word to a world obsessed with with measurable results, relentless resume building, and college students who believe their worth is tied to their grades or awards or cram-packed schedules. Imagine the word of God to that kind of world obsessed with measurable results. Why does Jesus tell this parable to the swelling crowds and to his newbie disciples? This is Jesus' third teaching discourse in Matthew, and he knows that the road ahead will get increasingly more harrowing. Following Jesus offers countless opportunities to learn from failure. Getting a B will be the least of anyone's worries the nearer they get to the cross. Jesus has already warned the disciples of upcoming persecutions. In the very next chapter, John the Baptist will be beheaded. God's present and coming kingdom will not come without great resistance. And we cannot accuse Jesus of covering up that truth. Failure is certain. Followers' best efforts won't often bear any fruit. Keep planting anyway, that's the message. Keep throwing around seed like Oprah gives away cars. (laughs) Don't be surprised when the yield is nothing. Rejoice when you are surprised by a harvest that is a hundredfold as the norm. Then keep going and keep throwing seed. Resistance to God's reign of justice, mercy, and grace is real, strong, and inevitable. Ultimately, God's victory is certain. Approximately, there will be bursts of amazing, life-giving, abundant growth. Practically, our focus is not on the soil or the seed, but on gregarious, abundant, foolish-looking daily sowing. The story does not end with inhospitable soils. It does not end with the unrelenting sower. It ends with the harvest. Now, in the ancient world, sevenfold meant a good year for a farmer. Tenfold meant true abundance. Thirtyfold would feed a village for one year. But a hundredfold, well, a hundredfold will let the farmer retire to a villa by the Sea of Galilee. This parable ends with a miracle, a hundredfold harvest. It is our job to trust that possibility as well. So much of our sowing appears unproductive, a complete failure. Jesus goes beyond simply encouraging his listeners to keep on keeping on in the face of rejection and failure. Instead, he challenges them and us to believe in God's abundance. So my friends, 
Let's get to failing spectacularly for Jesus. It would be hard and disappointing. And as one commentator says of this text, extremely unrewarding. But sometimes the kingdom will come on earth as in heaven. And we will have the unspeakable joy of being a part of it when it does. All thanks to God. Amen.